so much for allowing me to... I have um, a couple of other leaders that are doing, also speaking in some churches in Adelaide. So one of my leaders is speaking at the Westcare Baptist Church this morning and another leader is speaking at the Port Baptist Church down in Lefevre. I, I also want to acknowledge the Ghana people and the reason I acknowledge the Ghana people is and their land is I'm not originally from here. So I'm originally from the southwest corner of Western Australia. So any Aboriginal person, whether they travel anywhere around Australia, they have to give recognition and honour to the language group um, on that land. So this is the land of the Ghana people. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my story because I think it's important for you to know where God has brought me from. Um, now, I'm 61 very soon. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, but I, I grew up on an Aboriginal reserve. Now, in, in the early years, Aboriginal people, when the land was taken over, they were either put onto a mission or they were put onto a reserve. So the mission was run by the churches and the Aboriginal reserves were run, run by the state government. And these reserves were normally just on the edge of town. And so um, I, I didn't realise this, but those reserves had a curfew on every Aboriginal person on every reserve. So if I was a child um, and I was caught in town after dark, then they could take me from my reserve and from my home to the city and put me in a, in a boy's zone uh, or be adopted or fostered. Um, um, the, the reserves, I saw some terrible things happen on the reserve. You know, when you take people's freedom away and you lock them up onto reserve, um, the, then a lot of this pain and a lot of this anger we can take out on ourselves. And so I, I saw a lot of alcoholism, especially with my, my uh, grandfather and, and people around his age and a terrible amount of violence that occurred. And so I grew up in a very violent environment. And it was almost like I got the sense that the non-Aboriginal community and authorities almost said, well, if you want to kill yourselves, then go ahead and do it. You know, we, we don't really care. And so I grew up with a very, I, I grew up with a terrible hatred towards white people. I really did. You know, I just hated, hated white people. And so any chance I got, I, I hurt them. And I remember in 1988, when I was 28 years of age, the Lord called me to a Bible college in Sydney. And I was the only Aboriginal person there. <laughs> and the Lord... During that time, he said to me, he said, I want you to love those non-Aboriginal people like I love you. Now, for me, that was like a very, very difficult thing to do. Very difficult thing to do. And I said to the Lord, I don't think I can do that. I really don't think I can do that. But, you know, God has, um, he has his little mysterious ways. <laughs> When I was in my third year, I went to a church at Penrith and there was an old non-Aboriginal couple who sort of took me under their wings 
And they loved me like God loved me. And it was the most powerful experience that I'd ever had. I was ne- I'd never ever been loved by a non-Aboriginal person in that way. And I thought, Lord, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> you want me to love those that I don't want to love the way that you love me. And so God did an incredible shift in my life. And then he says to me, now I'm going to get you into a new ministry, and that ministry is building bridges between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people. But he had to break me first. He had to make me aware that I couldn't carry that hatred anymore. I couldn't carry that anger anymore. You know, there are things in our heart and in our minds that God has to work on us. And sometimes it's a miracle quite often when he can shift us. Because we, we, we can love the, the ones that are easy to love. But the ones that are very difficult to love, it's a big challenge for us. And I often think, you know, there's a verse where it says, love your enemies. <laughs> um, now, that's, that's huge for us. But, but if you don't realise, if you don't acknowledge there are some things in your heart and mind which you need to shift to help love those who are the unloved, then you're going to stay in that state. And that's not a very good state for you. That's not who we are in, in God. That's not who we are in Christ. And I think of that verse where it says, um, the, the world will know that we are his disciples by our love for one another. And that's a huge challenge for us because we find it difficult to love certain people within our church, you know, let alone people outside of the church, let alone people who are very, very different to us and let alone people who are our, our enemies. Um, this, this week is a, is a very important week for Aboriginal people. Um, it's National Reconciliation Week. And National Reconciliation Week actually started uh, with a, a day of prayer where the churches got together and said, we've got to pray for our Aboriginal brothers and sisters in this land. We're going to pray that somehow God works in this country of ours to try and break down the barriers that exist between us and Aboriginal people. And we've got still a bit of work to go, but I think as an Aboriginal person, I'm very encouraged by the shift that has happened, especially within the church. And, you know, what you did this morning and all the things that you showed go back 20 years ago, you wouldn't even consider that. So I'm very encouraged by this church, (laughs) the way that you've done things this morning and acknowledge the Aboriginal people and the need for us to continue to build on our uh, relationship. Um, So National Reconciliation falls between two important dates. So it's the 27th of May and the 3rd of June. But on the 26th of May, um, which just falls outside of it, is Sorry Day. Um, and that's uh, an acknowledgement of the Prime Minister saying sorry to those that were taken away from their communities. And my wife's father was one of those, where he was taken from the northwest corner of Western Australia and down to um, a place called Moor River Settlement. And there was a picture, a movie, uh, made 
called the rabbit proof fence. Um, that's to do with my wife's father's family. And my son, um, they, they set the mission up in the movie here in Adelaide on the Onkaparinga River. And my son was one of the extras in there. And, he, and I said to him, how was it? He was just there for the day. And I said, how was it? And he said, Dad, I'm sick of porridge. <laughs> he was in the scene. When he, take two, take three. Dad, come on. <laughs> and, and, and then I said to him, how much did you make? And he said, 300 and something dollars. I said, wow, <laughs> for eating porridge. <laughs> um, and so the Sorry Day is, is, was a very uh, important step for us as Aboriginal people. Uh, bringing about, I think, an important healing that needed to occur in this country. So the 27th of May, in 1967, they had a referendum, um, and the referendum was to count Aboriginal people on the census. So in 1967, I was seven. So for, from the time I was born to seven years of age, I was not counted as a citizen in this country. Um, I was classed with the flora and fauna. And so um, but they had a referendum in this country um, for two things. That was one of them. And the other one was that the federal government would now take affairs of Aboriginal, uh, take management of Aboriginal affairs around the country. And it's the highest number of, of votes ever for any referendum. So there was over 90% of the Australian population said, yeah, let's count them on the census and allow the federal government to um, take or take management of Aboriginal affairs in their country because every state was just doing whatever they wanted. They wanted to try and get a consistent um, sort of uh, management of Aboriginal people around the country. The other date was June the 3rd and I think it was in 19, might have been 1993. Um, not sure of the date but or the year, but we know that it was the Mabo decision and Eddie Mabo fought the government for a long time to say we should, as Aboriginal people, have access to our traditional lands so at least we can restore or continue our traditions. And they, they won the case on the 3rd of June, but the sad part of it was Eddie Mabo had already passed away. Um, so this week for us as Aboriginal people really is to continue to give this message that we need to work at healing our relationships as Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people. Now the church, the, the church is in a very privileged position because reconciliation means to restore uh, a damaged relationship that was once good. Our relationship between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal people in this country was never good. So the church is the place where true reconciliation can occur. Because you and I are brothers and sisters in the Lord. So how do we continue a good relationship? And it's hard because a lot of you don't know many Aboriginal people, eh? A lot of you may not even know a lot of history around this country. So um, one of the things I always say to non-Aboriginal people is go and learn our history, like our history. <laughs> we, we get taught a particular history in, in school and that's changed a lot, but go and learn the truth 
of our history and then ask God to maybe provoke something within you, the question of, well, Lord, how do I need to respond to all, all this? Um, now, I know that the church has its own priorities um, and I know there are things that you have to do in the church, but I'm always saying to churches, keep, keep us in mind, you know, keep the Aboriginal people in mind because we are the original custodians and I don't believe God is going to heal the country without us being involved in some way. So, um, but pray for us. You know, if you look at all the statistics around Aboriginal people, we still have a lot of work to go. Um, I want to just, um, there's a, there's a guy by the name of Henry Henry Blackaby, and he's a, a pastor, and he's a founder of the Blackaby Ministries International, and he wrote um, a devotional, and I just want to read it out to you, and and there's a reason why I'm wanting to do this, is it says. Um, the verse that it's based on is, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. The world abounds with people whose sin has alienated them from God. Christ's sacrificial work has restored Christians to a love relationship with the Heavenly Father. As Christians, we are appointed as ministers of reconciliation. Once Christ dwells within us, we become his ambassadors and we entreat others to be reconciled to him. We are God's messengers of peace, urging others to return to God. Sin breaks our relationship with God. It severs relationships with others as well. Broken relationships are the epidemic of our day. Sin alienates family members, separates friends, divides churches and destroys big marriages. Sin creates mistrust, jealousy, hatred and greed, of all of which devastate relationships. Only Christ is a remedy for the disastrous effect of sin on human relationships. As these ambassadors were to take the message of reconciliation to a broken, divided world, we urge reconciliation first with God and then with each other. How tragic when God's messengers of peace harbour enmity toward each other. It is a travesty to carry a message of love and yet be filled with hatred. If there is someone whom you refuse to forgive, your message of reconciliation is a hypocrisy. The evidence that you are a disciple of Jesus is that you love your fellow Christian. In each of your relationships, make certain that your actions share the love and forgiveness that reflect what you receive from God. Then you will not only speak the message of reconciliation, but you will live it as well. And I think the theme for, um, and I know the theme for the National Reconciliation Week this week is more, more than a word, reconciliation takes actions. You are actually ambassadors. You're ambassadors of God 
and the ministry of reconciliation. It's not, a, it's not something you either think about or not think about. You're actually ambassadors. And so when you go out there, or even within here, that message should be about reconciliation, about being at peace with each other. And let me put the word in there, that you would love each other. God has to do a lot of work within us to be able to bring us to the point where we can truly love each other. Can you imagine how powerful that would be? How powerful it would be for a non-Aboriginal person and an Aboriginal person to love one another as God has commanded us to love one another. So I want to encourage you, you know, keep doing what you're doing here in the church around trying to at least um, make people more aware of some of the issues that we face as non-Aboriginal and Aboriginal people in this country. And um, if my encouragement to you is go and learn the history of this country. There's so much um, there's so much information that you can access now. So I say to people, you can't you can't stand before me ignorant anymore because there's just so much information and the, the, the reason you remain ignorant is you don't want to go out. You don't want to find about that information. Hey, and if you find the information, God might do something in your heart, might do something in your mind. I want to end off with this prayer is um, by the first Aboriginal bishop in the, in the uh, Anglican Church and his name is Bishop Arthur Malcolm. And this is his prayer, and this is the prayer I want to leave with you this morning. It says, Lord God, bring us together as one, reconciled with you and with each other. You made us in your likeness. You gave us your son, Jesus Christ. He has given us forgiveness from sin. Lord, bring us together as one, different in culture, but given you life in Jesus Christ. Together as your body, your church, your people, Lord God, bring us together as one, reconciled, healed, forgiven, sharing you with others as you have called us to do. In Jesus Christ, let us be together as one. Amen. Thank you.